0: left you left you a psa to snatch you snatch yo congratulations on making it to q4 of this ghetto ass drama that is 2020 so much has happened this year shit so much has even happened in the last couple weeks alone between the hot mess expressed that was the so-called presidential debate to the White House reception that spread COVID-like cheeks in a bathhouse. Listen, by the time you're hearing this, the Senate will have officially begun confirmation hearings for Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, who has been tapped by his administration to fill the seat left behind by the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg, as you know, passed on September 18th. And a lot of people dread that it presents the opportunity for Trump to add yet another Supreme Court justice that will tilt the courts even further right for the duration of their lifetime appointment. So, you know, a lot of liberals miss her. They think she was an icon. I've seen a lot of tears and tributes on the timeline and you know, SNL has been doing the most. And honestly, I must say that the way y'all been conducting yourselves over the last couple of weeks Call me Storlax, baby, because I'm fucking asleep. Okay, bitch? All this performative shit is tired. Y'all really dragging it like Zack and Wheezy, and it's really not for all that, okay? I wish, I wish, with all my heart, you bitches would pull this dead woman's dick from out your throat. (laughs) Now, in case you couldn't tell, I don't give a fuck about this woman, but before I get into it, let me just list some of her accomplishments, you know, so you bitches don't call me biased. So... Ruth Bader Ginsburg went to Cornell on a full scholarship where she met and married her husband. They both later attended Harvard Law, where she excelled despite having to care for her cancer-stricken husband and their three-year-old child simultaneously. In 1971, she argued Reed v. Reed before the Supreme Court, and it's the first time that the court struck down a state law because it discriminated based on gender. Now, she became the first female tenured professor at Columbia Law School and founded the Women's Rights Project at the American Civil Liberties Union. She's largely considered to have been the architect of the fight for women's rights in the 1970s. In 1980, President Carter named Ginsburg to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. And in 1993, President Clinton nominated her to the Supreme Court, making her the second woman appointed, confirmed by a 96-3 vote in the Senate. Now, I'm by no means a conservative. No, sir, not me. Y'all know this. Like, y'all know that that's not what's going on here. But the way liberals act, I swear. The, 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 here's the problem with you liberals. One of them, anyway. Y'all are so fucking weak. Uh, like, real talk? Like, you niggas belong at Hut Jr., okay? It's like the episode of Spongebob with the talent show where Squidward is doing the absolute most and everybody hates him, but Spongebob comes out with a fucking mop, does one stroke, and the crowd goes wild. Like, all he had to do was put his hand out from backstage and it was a fucking hoe riot, okay? That's how y'all are. A nominee an elected official, apparently a Supreme Court justice, need only to do the bare minimum, if that, and y'all willingly get on your knees like, Yes! Yes, yes! yes doggo!
1: mama! Yes! Yes! Yes!
0: The way y'all have propped this woman up as your Lord and Savior. Girl, the woman could breathe. Ruth Bader Ginsburg could breathe. And you bitches will faint like it's a fucking Michael Jackson concert. Like, and frankly, I am over it. Okay, she is not this fucking notorious RBG character. She wasn't the saint, superhero, or savior that y'all making her out to be. And honestly, she wasn't even that liberal Supreme Court justice that y'all swear she was. And to be honest, I'm tired of seeing y'all bust it foot as justice. She don't love herself. Like, please, love yourselves. It's it's, it's it's given embarrassment. That's what it's given. Without further ado, let's get into it. Now, in 2016, Ginsburg was promoting a book titled My Own Words, and she had an interview with Katie Couric in which Couric asked her about Colin Kaepernick's and others' national anthem protests. Ginsburg's response, when asked about it, she said, I think it's really dumb of them. And you know, mind you, I was going to play the clip of her saying it, but I feel like her little geriatric ass voice might soften the blow of what she said might like take away the full gravity of of her criticism. So I'm gonna just read it myself for you guys. (laughs) So she said, Would I arrest them for doing it? No. I think it's dumb and disrespectful. I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning. I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for doing it. I would point out how ridiculous it seems to me to do such an act. So Couric then asked, But when it came to these football players, you may find their actions offensive, but what you're saying is, it's within their rights to exercise these actions? And Ginsburg said, Yes, if they want to be stupid, There's no law that should be preventive. They want to be arrogant. There's no law that prevents them from that. What I would do is strongly take issue with the point of view that they are expressing when they do that. Yo. I know. Yo. You're going to tell me this woman, that ass takes more offense at someone not honoring a piece of cloth and its accompanying anthem she does that the senseless murders of those that that flag and that flop ass song are supposed to represent. I know you fucking lying. Are you dumb? The nerve, the nerve, not just to call it stupid, but to call it arrogant. What? Yo, so is arrogant to advocate for your own life now? Is arrogant to advocate for the lives of others? Come on. What makes it actually hilarious to me is that the words advocate as a noun and to advocate as a verb actually come from the Latin word advocare, which means to call to one's aid. That Latin is where the word l'avocat comes from in French and abogado in Spanish, both of which mean lawyer. A lawyer is literally an advocate for their client and that's what she did for years, defending clients before she became a judge. The arrogance and stupidity here is nobody but Ginsburg's in suggesting that there's anything wrong or disrespectful about advocating for people's rights, but hey, because the rights are in question aren't those of her white clients, what does it matter anyway? Stupid. So in response, Kaepernick said that it was disappointing to hear a Supreme Court justice call a protest against injustices and oppression stupid and dumb. He said, I was reading an article and it refers to white critique of black protests and how they try to delegitimize it by calling it idiotic, dumb, stupid, things of that nature so they can sidestep the real issue. As I was reading that, I saw more and more truth how this has been approached by people in power and white people in power in particular. So of course, Ginsburg faced some backlash and she apologized day later in a statement saying, some of you have inquired about a book interview in which I was asked how I felt about Colin Kaepernick and other NFL players who refused to stand for the national anthem. Barely aware of the incident or its purpose, my comments were inappropriately dismissive and harsh. I should have declined to respond. Bye, Felicia. You expect me to believe that you have decades of experience researching and building arguments about people's rights, first in your own litigation as a lawyer, and then as a quote-unquote justice, that you're so good at it that you made it all the way to the Supreme Court and argued many Supreme Court cases during your time as a a lawyer, but you somehow managed to say all that and you made all those conclusive-ass statements with your chest without any context or prior knowledge on the situations? Hashtag this nigga line, your honor. Is anybody really buying that? Like, the idea is just so far-fetched. This statement is absolutely disingenuous and it really speaks to how couch she is in her own privilege that she can't fathom the gravity of what it means to be discriminated against outside her own status as a rich white Jewish woman to begin with. And that really shouldn't be that surprising. Because while she's been propelled to white feminist superstardom and dubbed the notorious RBG, a nickname given to her after tribute Tumblr account went viral, she's never really been the liberal superhero that everybody's made her out to be, by all accounts. At the time that she was nominated as a Supreme Court justice, her reputation was that of a moderate. And as a matter of fact, according to Vox, it was Orrin Hatch, a super conservative former GOP senator, who urged President Clinton to choose Ginsburg over other, quote, likely candidates from a liberal Democrat administration. Caitlin Gibson of The Washington Post notes that, and I quote, Her record on the Supreme Court is more nuanced than some might realize, particularly when it comes to issues of concern to the Black Lives Matter movement. In recent Supreme Court cases like Utah v. Streif, which focused on unlawful searches and seizures, and Mullenix v. Luna concerning a fatal police shooting, it was Justice Sonia Sotomayor alone who wrote passionately about the disproportionate impact of police abuse on minorities. Ginsburg did not join in those particular sections of Sotomayor's dissenting opinions. And listen, this pattern extended until her last days. This past June, the Supreme Court sided with the Trump administration ruling that asylum seekers can be immediately deported without having the right to make their case in court if ICE determines that they don't have credible fear of persecution in their home country. Because of course ICE can be trusted to make honest decisions regarding the lives of those they've been subjecting to human rights violations in concentration camps across the country. Okay. The only two justices who dissented in that decision were Kagan and Sotomayor. RBG sided with who? the domestic terrorist on that one. Now, all of this might explain why she hired her staff in the way that she did. So days after she passed, I remember scrolling down my timeline on Twitter and I saw this picture and I was like, damn, like a blizzard already? It's only September. Road closures, flight cancellations in the hundreds, power outages by the tens of thousands. Except it wasn't a blizzard. It was a group of about 120 of Ginsburg's old legal clerks paying their respects to their late boss. That shit was so white, right. that shit looked like the avalanche from Mulan had overtaken the Capitol steps. I said, bitch. <laughs> now, you may be wondering what the hell a law clerk even does. According to the Washington Post, Supreme Court clerks have substantial duties, which include researching legal precedent, preparing for oral arguments, even writing first drafts of opinions. And after one year term, uh, the clerks are pursued for law school professorships and they're wooed by law firms who offer signing bonuses as high as $350,000. So basically, as the Washington Post puts it here, Supreme Court justices in their hiring decisions signal how they mold the most elite cadre of young lawyers in the United States. But RBG ain't hire niggas though. So when this issue was raised during her confirmation hearings in 1993, Ginsburg said, If you confirm me for this job, my attractiveness to black candidates is going to improve. Well. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell does that mean? She sounded like the Wells Fargo CEO who claimed the other day that they don't hire enough black people because there's a, quote, very limited pool of black talent. When in reality, that's a lazy excuse for the racist gatekeeping these institutions have been employing for centuries. There are plenty of black candidates to choose from. They simply aren't given the time of day. Organizing Power on Twitter calculated that the Supreme Court justices and circuit court judges hire four law clerks every year. RBG was on the bench for 40 years, 27 at SCOTUS and 13 at DC Circuit. That's 160 law clerks. During that time, she hired only one black law clerk, meaning that only 0.6% of her hires were black. Y'all want to act like she's not racist? Well, how the fuck then is she literally perpetuating institutional racism? One black person? She hired one black person in 40 fucking years. I know you fucking lying. Can you imagine if a company did that? BITCH THAT'S A FUCKING LAWSUIT! But here she is, a woman with almost boundless power, shaping the legal and cultural landscape of this nation, denying opportunities that could change not just individual lives but whole families and communities. WHY? It should be an embarrassment that even Kavanaugh, who's practiced far fewer years than Ginsburg and who, unlike Ginsburg, has notably opposed affirmative action, has hired far more black people and people of color than Ginsburg, the supposed beacon of liberal justices. Also very telling is a 2009 New York Times Magazine interview titled The Place of Women on the Court by Emily Bazelon. Bazelon asked Ginsburg, if you were a lawyer again, what would you want to accomplish as a future feminist legal agenda? Ginsburg replied, reproductive choice has to be straightened out. There will never be a woman of means without choice anymore. That just seems to me so obvious. The states that had changed their abortion laws before Roe to make abortion legal are not going to change back. So we have a policy that affects only poor women and it can never be otherwise, and I don't know why this hasn't been said more often. Bazelon asks, aren't you talking about the distances women have to travel because in parts of the country abortion is essentially unavailable because there are so few doctors and clinics that do the procedure? And also the lack of Medicaid for abortions for poor women? Listen closely. Ginsburg's reply? Yes, the ruling about that surprised me. Harris v. McRae, in 1980, the court upheld the Hyde Amendment, which forbids the use of Medicaid for abortions. Frankly, I had thought at that time that Roe was decided. There was concern about population growth, and particularly growth in populations that we don't want to have too many of. So that Roe was going to be then set up for Medicaid funding for abortion, which some people felt would risk coercing women into having abortions when they didn't really want them. But when the court decided McRae, the case came out the other way. And then I decided that my perception of it had been altogether wrong. Girl, what? Whoa, whoa. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa,
1: holiday. Wait, hold on. You gotta bring that shit back. Bring that shit the That's fuck you. back.
0: This woman dead ass said that she thought that the decision on Roe v. Wade, the landmark Supreme Court case that protected a woman's right to choose, was a setup to later have government funded abortions in order to curb population growth, and I quote, particularly growth in populations that we don't want to have too many of. What the fuck is that, if not eugenics? This woman legit just... Mind you, she didn't even say populations that some people didn't want to know. She said we, so she included herself, and she said don't instead of didn't, which means that shit is present, not past tense. So no one can try to say, oh, she was a little racist now, but she's grown girl. What? She dead ass just said, I thought we were trying to keep the niggas at bay. Uh Oh, they're procreating in abundance, quick get the raid. Like, what? Mind you, you would think that a Jewish woman would know better than to be talking about eugenics like this. Uh, I don't know, you know, something. Something tells me that something about that doesn't quite make sense. That part. And yet, eugenics is exactly what we have going on in this country. A couple weeks ago, news broke out that ICE is performing unwanted and unnecessary hysterectomies on detained women at Irwin County Detention Center in Georgia. As in, our government is literally ripping out women's uteruses, effectively destroying their ability to conceive against their will simply because they are not U.S. citizens. According to The Guardian, Don Wooten, a former employee of the center, claims an alarmingly high rate of hysterectomies performed on Spanish-speaking women who she and other nurses feared did not understand what they were undergoing. Wooten claims the doctor who has since been identified as gynecologist Dr. Mahendra Amin was so notorious for performing such procedures that she referred to him in the report as the uterus collector. Wooten says, everybody he sees has a hysterectomy. Just about everybody. This is absolutely outrageous. And it should anger every single one of you that this has been happening under this administration, but it's also not anything new at all. The United States has a documented history of this fuckery. In 1927, the Supreme Court ruled in Buck v. Bell that the Virginia Sterilization Act of 1924, which allowed the compulsory sterilization of the quote-unquote unfit, was constitutional. This legitimized sterilization laws in the United States and allowed other states to model their own after the Virginia statute. Now, it also provided a sterilization model for the Nazis, who literally referred to this Supreme Court decision in their defense during the Nuremberg trials. So while we're now seeing fascists and neo-Nazis in the U.S. inspired by the Third Reich, the Third Reich was inspired by the U.S. government to begin with. In North Carolina, the state's eugenics program sterilized close to 7,600 men and women between 1929 and 1974. In a report published this year in the American Review of Political Economy, Duke University professor William A. Darity Jr. correlates 10 years of forced sterilizations in counties across North Carolina with the number of unemployed Black residents, finding the program was all but designed to, quote, breed them out. NYU law professor Melissa Murray notes that the forced sterilization of black women throughout the South was so common that the practice was colloquially known as a Mississippi appendectomy. And through the Family Planning Services and Population Research Act of 1970, physicians at the Indian Health Service forcibly sterilized an estimated 25 to 40% of Native American women of childbearing age primarily through hysterectomies and tubal ligation. So the United States and our Supreme Court have quite a history of defending and perpetuating eugenics, but that history isn't just old news. It's continued into the new millennium, even into this year. That's right, your girl, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, has it to that eugenicist mindset and sided with our nation in carrying out atrocious crimes against Black and Indigenous people. In 2005, the Supreme Court decided Cheryl v. Oneda. I'll give you the TLDR. Long story short, the Oneda Indian nation originally had like 6 million acres of land in New York. In a series of treaties beginning in the late 1700s, they ceded land to the state until by 1920, they had like 32 acres left. Mind you, Oneida land wasn't supposed to be sold without congressional consent and ratification anyway, because of the Indian Intercourse Act of 1790, which forbid it. So all of these land acquisitions were illegal to begin with. Anyway, in 97 and 98, some of the original land was up for sale. The nation purchased it. A Couple of those cities and counties in New York wanted to make them pay property taxes on it, but the Oneida nation refused because they claimed tribal sovereignty. So they were taken to court where the ruling was in their favor. The city of Sheryl, though, was super salty about their loss, took this to the Supreme Court, which in 2005 ruled against the Oneida nation. In coming to this decision, Ruth Bader Ginsburg argued that 200 years was too long a period for the Oneida to try to claim the land that was illegally taken from them. She deemed it would be too disruptive and decided that the court must prevent, quote, the tribe from rekindling the embers of sovereignty that long ago grew cold. Yo, as if natives don't exist anymore, I'm done. And that's not even the worst part. She also cited the doctrine of discovery, an incredibly racist concept in international law that's been used for centuries by the Supreme Court. It was originally created by European powers to justify the taking of foreign lands. According to the doctrine, upon first arrival of representatives from a Christian European nation, all lands that were either uninhabited or inhabited by non-Christian, non-European people automatically belong to the quote-unquote discovering European nation.
2: Man, this is some bullshit!
0: Yeah, so this is the justification that your notorious RBG used in 2005 to further strip Native Americans of their rights. And again, this bullshit extended until her last days. In June of this year, the Supreme Court overturned a previous decision made by the Fourth Circuit Courts, instead ruling in the favor of Duke Energy and Dominion Energy, allowing them to move forward with plans to build a 600-mile gas pipeline under the Appalachian Trail. According to New Republic, the Atlantic Coast Pipeline cuts through rural communities in West Virginia, Virginia, and North Carolina. This includes Union Hill, Virginia, which was founded by freed slaves following the Civil War, and Robeson County in North Carolina, which is home to the state's largest native community in the Lumbee Tribe. And while this is a natural gas pipeline, we know that creating fossil fuel pipelines often has catastrophic events on the lands in which they are built. Last November, news broke that the Keystone 1 pipeline had leaked 383,040 gallons of oil. It was later revealed that the environmental damage was almost 10 times worse than it was initially reported, affecting over 23,000 square yards instead of only 2,500. Kagan and Sotomayor were the only justices who dissented on the Atlantic Coast Pipeline decision, RBG sided with the disruption and potential destruction of black and indigenous lands in the name of capitalism. So yeah, listen, y'all can love this woman all you want, but it doesn't change the fact that she's literally enabled and played along with this country's genocidal agenda. Period. And yes, let me make it clear, ethnic cleansing by population control and the seizure and colonization of land, those are two legs off the same sea creature and bitch, that sea creature is called genocide. Defined in Article 2 of the United Nations Genocide Convention as any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy, in whole or in part, a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group as such. Killing the members of the group. Causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. Deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. Imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group or forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. And you know what? A lot of y'all really got me fucked up. Because if you want to grieve this woman, go ahead and grieve her. It's fine. It's your prerogative. I understand. Whatever. Go do you, boo. But a lot of y'all really got me fucked up the way y'all be talking about rest in power. Rest in power? Are you fucking kidding me? For those of you who don't... Let's have a little history lesson for those of you who don't know. The phrase rest in power was started by black people within the last two decades to memorialize those whose lives were unjustly and often violently taken. In a Slate piece titled How Rest in Power Went from Radical Eulogy to Kitschy Twitter Meme, Rochelle Hampton explains how Mike Brown's murder at the hands of police in 2014 catapulted the phrase into white mainstream and notes how strange it is that the phrase has become so ubiquitous, being used interchangeably with rest in peace despite having a different message and application. She writes... In its initial iteration, Rest in Power was almost exclusively used in reference to deaths that were unjust, which is perhaps why its strongest association is with the spate of killings of Black people at the hands of police or vigilantes that rocked the nation from 2014 to 2017 and gave rise to the Black Lives Matter movement. In this way, Rest in Power is not only a prayer for the deceased to enjoy eternal rest, but also a call to be heeded by those they left behind, a way to signal that the fight is not over, that an unfair death, will give rise to change. What Rest in Power offers mourners over rest in peace is the chance for a senseless death to matter in a way that a life could not. It's also used at the intersection of the LGBT plus community, especially in regards to the senseless murders of black trans women. So that's where Rest in Power comes from. And you can read it in Slate, you can find it on Dictionary.com, you can Wikipedia that how if you wanted to. So when you say Rest in Power, in reference to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for fuck's sake, give me a break. She doesn't have to because she lived in power. She literally lived with the power and privilege to decide people's rights, to determine people's circumstances, and yes, that power to oppress. This was a woman who used her power and platform and called on the doctrine of discovery to put a cherry on top of our Native American genocide. And y'all wanna act like she was fucking John Lewis, fucking marching across that bridge ready to take a beating defending the rights of the downtrodden? To freedom! <laughs> I know you fucking lying. I just know one of your little liberal hoes out here like, oh my God, respect the dead. Yo, you can miss me with that rhetoric. Please kiss my ass with that rhetoric. Because why is it we have to respect certain people when they're alive and when they're dead, but we have absolutely no problem severely disrespecting others in waking life? Why? You think that lady respected living, breathing Black people when she called protesting for our right to live dumb? But you want me to respect her lifeless bones when she respected that tacky piece of cloth with the Ronald McDonald stripes more than she respected black lives? Girl, you want to alcoholic mind? Absolutely not. What kind of empty hypocritical bullshit is that? Suck my ass, I don't have to respect shit. Now, after her passing, several viral tweets lamented the state of our democracy, But the fact of the matter is, if our democracy is hanging by a single fucking thread, and that thread is a shriveled-ass 87-year-old white woman who survived four different cancers, then surprise, bitch, that's not a democracy. Ruth Bader Ginsburg keeping a pulse for the remainder of this administration would not have changed this. And the fact of the matter is, whether you choose to come to terms with it or not, and regardless of whether or not she believed it, is that she was a white supremacist. Yes, a white supremacist. Hiring a single black person in 40 years should have been a fucking clue, maybe? But she literally handed down decisions that served white supremacy in this nation. She made white supremacist rulings based on white supremacist policies, as does the rest of the Supreme Court. My saying that shouldn't be surprised to any of you. You know our criminal justice system is corrupt as fuck. What the fuck makes you think the highest court in our racist-ass country isn't? And it brings to mind four years ago, I saw Angela Davis speak at my college a few months after I graduated, and the thing that probably stuck with me the most, uh, I think she was talking about abolition, but she made this point but she discussed the importance of imagination. And it sounds so basic, but I don't think we ever fully realize it until we sit with the idea that imagination is so important to our collective liberation. Because how can you reach an end that you don't even think is possible? How do you even work towards that? It's like how people think defunding the police sounds crazy until you realize that we've literally defunded education and housing and every other damn thing in this country to fund our militaries and police departments to way past the point of excess. It's like how people think abolish ICE is out of this world that sounds absolutely crazy until you realize that ICE literally didn't exist until the US created it in 2003. Like, that shit did not exist. Even the kids who graduated high school this year are older than ICE. For fuck's sake, McGriddles and ICE were invented the same year. And I'm pretty sure we can all remember a world without McGriddles, even though we don't want to. So I say this just to say, we must envision a different world and we cannot rely on these apparatuses to get us there. The Supreme Court itself, an oppressive power structure, it was not going to be our one-way ticket towards liberation. So RIP Ruth Bader Ginsburg, congratulations. You led a hell of a life, but she wasn't shit, bitch. I said what I said, debate your mother hoe. To freedom! <laughs> Speaking of white feminism, let's talk about Bella Thorne. So as you probably know, OnlyFans is a popular service where creators can post content and monetize it through user subscriptions. And while users aren't limited to what kinds of content they can post, the site has become notorious for news and porn videos. Well, Former Disney actress Bella Thorne broke records when she made an account in late August, earning $1 million on her first day and reaching $2 million by the end of that week. And what seemed to be a legit venture instead incited controversy after Thorne charged $200 for pay-per-view photos that she advertised as nude, but actually weren't. Thousands of subscribers then demanded refunds from OnlyFans, which resulted in a series of policy changes on the site including restrictions on how much creators can earn and how quickly they can get their coin. In the midst of the backlash, I sat with porn actors Luke Trong and Nico Kraken to discuss their experience as creators on the platform, and get their take on this scammer situation.
3: <laughs>
0: how, you guys, how you guys doing tonight?
1: Hi. Um, how are you guys? I'm doing great. How about you? I
3: am doing wonderful. I just had dinner. Um, you know, just just surviving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, living yeah. life.
0: So how did you guys, just to, I guess to start, how did you guys get on OnlyFans uh, to begin with? Like what drew you to the platform?
1: Uh, for me, I just started doing like for fun because I was uh, just um, doing the Oscar thing. And well, I used to like to record myself having sex. So I said like, why not? Like, it's like an extra income and then it become a mainly income. So I was like, well, it was mainly for fun and then it become like a serious thing. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Um. I would say it kind of started with a Tumblr. Um. I'm assuming <laughs> everyone, everyone had a Tumblr before, and after they kind of went um offline with all the porn, which was a terrible decision on their part. So yeah. Whatever. Talks about Tumblr so,
0: more anyway. Like it's yeah yeah bad.
3: yeah it's gone. So so after Tumblr um went downhill, um I kind of moved to Twitter and kind of like started that and like I was like oh like. Like, why don't you make an OnlyFans? And I was really hesitant. I was like, oh, I'm not really sure. Like, I don't know if I'm doing good or not. Like, I don't know about it. And all of a sudden, um, one of my friends, uh, Pitts Pig, um, he was like, Lewis, like, make an OnlyFans. Trust me, you're going to make a bunch of money, I swear.
2: Yes. And I was like,
3: <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost anything. I was Yeah. My you, phone you're not hurting
1: anyone. <laughs> yeah
3: i have a bunch of videos on my phone anyways so like and like 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 videos are already out like 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 i'm not shy about it. like yeah videos are out prior to all this so um so i decided to i guess start posting it um obviously starting to see the money come in and that's where i was like oh
1: shit
3: like wait what like no nah this nah nah no nah, no
1: yes um,
0: <laughs> totally yeah what kind of content do you guys put up?
1: Uh, for me, it's like mainly like um, me fucking like bigger muscle guys or bigger muscle guys fucking me, POV, like bareback, like raunchy content. Uh, I don't like to do it like with a script because some people put like in a script like oh no, I, like my straight neighbor came into my house to ask for a cup of sugar and then he hugged me in the porch or something like that. No, I don't like that. Like I I do videos like on the outdoors or something like that like spontaneously. I if I had the chance to record it I'd do it. But mostly I set up with other porn stars to film like a hot video. Like you know I last week I filmed with Austin Wall, Chirac, uh a lot of guys that were visiting here, Puerto Vallarta. So oh,
3: uh, like, you're oh, you're oh, you're in Puerto Vallarta. Oh, how fun! Yes. Oh my God, I, I actually wanted to go over that week, and I was like, oh fuck, I should have gone. It, whatever, no, whatever. I'm busy. I'm you busy. You should go. Like.
1: It's super fun here. Like, if you ever come here, okay. like, hit me up and okay, sweet. Like, we'll give you a tour. <laughs> Yo,
0: I mean, I, I can't speak for like the OnlyFans streets, but it seems like a lot of the OnlyFans gays like either like know each other or shoot together or like collab. Like, yeah, how does that, how does that all come together?
1: So The way I
3: see it is, um, it's gay culture. So in gay culture, porn stars, drag queens, um, and some celebrities who are actually like, at, like, the, how to say, um, like revered or kind of like, like, it's it's not a bad thing to be like and like a porn star so like people like like i don't want to sound weird but like worship us or like they, they look up to us which is very strange to say um and then it's and then with the culture wise like like with like being kind of like they have like celebrities mm-hmm. in gay being gay um obviously like like the um the big hubs are la new york um, um puerto vallarta and like so some in like london but they're like um, mostly just in the bigger cities so um, then everyone starts getting to know each other because one, we obviously watch porn ourselves. We're like, oh shit, that's hot. So you like hit each yeah. other up, and then it's, and then it, then it just becomes a really small world and a small community and like small little clicks. Um, yeah, it's 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 like I said, we watch each other. Like like porn stars obviously watch porn. So vice versa, yeah. like oh like kind of deal.
1: Yeah, like for me, like all the time. Like um, I think the first porn star that I filmed with it was Austin, actually, and then uh, a lot of other guys that I came to visit to Puerto Rico were like, oh, I saw I saw you in a video with Austin, like, would you be down to film with me? And I'm like, oh yeah, why not? And like that's the story. Every time that. Someone comes here like if it is not personally that they find me on Grinders or somewhere else. They're like, "Oh, a friend of mine just came and shit with you," and they tell me that you were down to film. And like, oh yeah, why not? So it's like a one-on-one recommendation most of the time. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, and and Nicholas, you do bring up a good point where um, um you were saying that, oh like are you down to film? That that's another big thing is a lot of people aren't down to film because they're either down low, they're really shy. Like obviously, um, like 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 sometimes people just don't have the body confidence to show on camera, which is totally okay. Like it's like like I'm still working on that. I personally really I. It's weird Mm -hmm. watching my videos still. It's like oh, is that me? Oh god, I can't look.
1: Okay. I'm really narcissistic about it. I love to watch my own videos. I actually, I I love to jerk off to my own porn sometimes. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) what what he he was saying, like, it's true. Like, most people, like, well, normal people that are not like into like a film or if they're like, oh, please don't show my face. And I'm like, okay. That's what I like. I think like 90% of the time, I only film with someone who has a fans page because I don't like to have always like oh no take that down like I don't want it to be on the internet like no I want to be with someone that knows what we're doing and it agrees to do what we're doing so yeah. uh, that's why I, I prefer to film with uh people that has like only fans just yeah. for transforming fans whatever
0: so wait how do you guys choose the platform because I know there's, there's you know all those ones that you just mentioned why one versus another
3: okay okay okay, okay. I'll go first I'm personally really lazy I only have an only it's like oh, I have to upload to two websites now. Oh man, like I don't want to do it. And like, like that's just me being lazy. Um, so I just have an OnlyFans. It's that's all I care about. And obviously, it's Twitter's the biggest. Twitter's the uh, main platform where you can advertise yourself. And yeah, like the other ones are kind of the secondary, I would say. But Twitter, um, I would say Twitter is where um, the, all the action is.
1: Yeah. Well, for me, I started uh with just for fans because, and it was because I had a, some friends that own a hotel here that they were like uh hosting a sponsored party from Just for Fans, and they needed like models to host the party. And they were like, "Oh, why don't you open a profile?" I was like, oh, "Oh, fuck yeah, why not?" So I started with Just for Fans, and then I and now I'm um, with OnlyFans. I'm trying to get like everything on OnlyFans because I'm really lazy too. Like it's like a pain in the ass trying to upload the videos somewhere and other word and other word is like uh and try to to
0: advertise like everything at the same time is like super like exhausting (laughs) so uh, previously from my understanding content creators could charge any amount for any of their posts except now tips are capped at a maximum of a hundred dollars pay-per-view messages are capped at a maximum of 50 50 Uh, dollars yeah OnlyFans still takes a 20% commission on each transaction, but your earnings are taxed. And then also creators in Belize, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Guatemala, India, Jamaica, Kenya, Mexico, Morocco, Panama, Turkey, Uruguay, and Venezuela would now have to wait 30 days instead of seven to receive oh, their payouts or payment. Yeah. Yeah. So where? how did you guys first hear about the changes to the OnlyFans policies on payment?
1: <clears throat> well, the first time I heard of it is well, the first thing I've heard is that Bella Thorne and I, oh, she became like the first ever person to make a million dollars within 24 hours. And At first, when I saw, I wrote the headline, I was like, oh, well, good for her. But then I heard like, oh, this bitch scammed like all the people, they're asking for refunds. And now she like literally broke the, the entire site for all of the real sex workers. So I was like, hmm, no. So, like, it's fucked up because, like, now having to wait like 30 days to get like your payment and get, not being able to charge like, I don't know, like, it'd be like $200, $500 for a pay per view or a pause or whatever is like really, it really fucked us up, like, us real sex workers. Because, to be honest, like, a person like her is not even like a real sex worker. I think she's only doing it for attention and fun, or I don't know what are her reasons. But I, I think she may not have thought about uh, how she really could have fucked other people that do rely on paying bills, rent, anything, and on their OnlyFans. So I think that's, like, fucked up, like. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: really slow. So, um, well, one of my friends he was like, Lewis, like, did you hear what happened? And I was like, nope, I didn't. Wait, what's going on? Like, the things changed. Like, yeah, like, I guess celebrities are going on there, too. And I am like, wait, what? Good for them, I guess. And then over time, like, 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 I, I just see posts I'm like, what, like what's going on? Like, okay. Like, what the heck? Like, why does she need to do that? And I'm reading a little more. And she's like, Oh, this is for a documentary or something. And she's, and she's bringing up, Hey, like, I'm trying to like bring light to like, like sex workers, sex workers aren't bad. And I'm just looking at i like, girl like one you're not a sex worker if you want to like yeah yeah like 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 one like like you're a privileged white girl i'm sorry that's the way it is say that like yeah yeah, like that white privileged person yeah it's especially nowadays it's a blm movement and what's going on with the police and everything like that like she shouldn't be doing that either way i'm sorry like 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 yeah yeah check your privilege period like yeah Um, (laughs) totally and if you're and if you really want to get to know a no sex worker, talk to one, go interview one. You don't have to pretend to be one. And you know, and you know what? I would have been okay. Like, like you know, she could have done whatever she wanted. She could, have do, um, she could have done the OnlyFans thing. But if she followed through, good for her. You know what? Like, if she posted those news and you know, like, and people got what they got, sweet, awesome. But the fact that she scammed people is like, hey, like, yeah, like, like I said, she did it for the documentary, right? Like, then go through with
2: it.
0: Well you know what that's I mean? what she said. At least uh, she yeah. told, she told the LA Times that she was researching a role for a film made by LA the, <laughs> Um, but Sean actually uh, denied that. He put out a statement saying yeah. that, you know, earlier this month, I had a conversation with Ms. Thorne and discussed a possible collaboration in the far future that would focus on her life and the circumstances leading to her joining OnlyFans. Uh, on that call, I advised her team to consult with sex workers and address the way she went about this as yeah. to not hurt the sex work industry. This has been the extent of my involvement. So what, like, what is she talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So- like... Like what, what I, I I found like most fucked up, like it is like for us like real sex workers, it is hard like to make like networking and a platform from scratch, like to be seen, make publicity, like advertise ourselves like everywhere we can. So have like this white privileged bitch that already had like one of the biggest platforms that is Disney. uh She came from there and she's just like, oh, I wanna, I just wanna do an OnlyFans and I'm gonna fuck everything else for every, everyone else. So it's like, girl, come on, like, she doesn't even need the money and I don't even I don't even think like 100% that it's going to be for a fucking documentary like and if if she wanted to do like for real like like be, be, be true to it like if you're gonna sell your news like go do it because now you fuck it up for everyone else like she's already a famous known person that doesn't need like a networking like all of us like need to do because we work hard like we do like the filming, editing, like everything else that involves to do like an OnlyFans video or like a collaboration or anything. And she does like nothing. She just like goes like bikini selling bikini pictures in two hundred dollars. Like, what's good? Yeah. And her platform is still up. What the fuck's about that? Like I know. She should have been taken down by the, the yeah. people should <clears throat> start asking for the refund. Like Girl, like you're scamming people, you scam people, like you cannot yeah. do that. She should have the yeah. band. I think OnlyFans
3: actually have like uh I think they added something new. Um, I think it's uh, disputes. So so you can see your disputes now for like chargeback, um, which is actually kinda cool. I think. I think that's actually kinda cool. Like, oh like how many people are actually like trying to get a refund back, which like, okay. So I feel like if only fans had like um if, if your dispute percentages is really high then maybe i feel like that should be like an actual thing where it's like hey like this many people are disputing you like what's going on to your page
0: like it's yeah. on, like you know black of
1: swords yeah
3: so so i feel like that's where like 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 there are all these rules but i feel like they should like filter it out kind of a bit more like hey like if you have this many disputes you get limited to this you
0: know what i mean oh. So Bella Thorne ended up offering a full apology on Twitter and what she said was remove the stigma behind sex sex work and the negativity that surrounds the word sex itself by bringing a mainstream face to it that's that's what I was trying to do to help bring more faces to the site to create more revenue for content creators on the site. I wanted to. But bring- she's not doing shit,
1: like, <laughs> she's, not doing, she's not even being a sex worker, like, she's fucking scamming people selling, like, underwear pictures, like, what's the fucking point about it? Like, <laughs> okay. you're not bringing anything, but backlash to us was, like, yeah. now people are going to be like, oh my god, I'm not sure if I want to pay, like, 50 or 100 dollars for a pay-per-view because I make a scam, like, that bitch that's her dead, like, yeah. come on.
0: She said, I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on the site, the more likely you have a chance to normalize the stigmas. And in trying to do this, I hurt you. Um, I have risked my career a few times to remove the stigma behind sex work, porn, and the natural hatred people spew behind anything sex related. I wrote and directed a porn against the high brows of my peers and managers because I wanted to help with the stigma behind sex. I am a mainstream face. And when you have a voice, a platform, you try to use you in... uh, I guess you wrote this wrong. You try to use you in helping others and advocate for something bigger than yourself. Again, in the process, I hurt you. uh, And for that, I'm truly sorry. P.S. I'm meeting with OnlyFans about the new restrictions to find out why. This is fucked up and I'm sorry. Comment any ideas or concerns you want brought up to OF and send me your links and a pic so I can promote you guys. Um, Nah, I don't want her to promote me. (laughs) Nah, don't touch my I want her on OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, do you feel like this apology is genuine? No, nah, no, no! Her publicist wrote that. Obviously, like, like, um,
1: honestly, like, she can choke. Like, I don't care what she yeah. has to say. She fucked it up. Like, her apology is fake as press on nails. Like, <laughs> that's how. That's yeah. a fake apology. That yeah. probably her manager wrote yeah. for. Like, girl, like the people are. It's dragging your ass like hard on social media. Like, you need to do something. Yeah. Like she's not bringing any awareness or anything. Cause she, what she did is like It, it was just wrong. Cause she did fake advertising, she scammed people, and now like far away from bringing light to like sex work, she did like all the opposite thing. Like we all know, sex work is real work, so we didn't need a Disney bitch scamming people to try to do that for us. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay.
3: First thing
1: is get a new publicist or edit
3: your stuff, please. You're huge. Please edit <laughs> your thing. Okay, number one. And um number two, let's say um Kim Kardashian. To be honest, uh, um Kim Kardashian, she's nothing more than her belt or anyways with her porn, whatever, or like her like leaked video, where like you know what I mean?
2: It's kind of yes. like
3: cool, whatever. Like she did it. Look where she's at. Like holy shit, uh, she's yeah. totally fine. So 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 if you're trying to like be like oh like I want to be like, like I want to help the sector. Uh, you know what like like kim
1: kardashian good for you
3: like we like you you did you, you yes and like, like now yeah. now
1: being a, a sex worker is not as bad seen as it was like when kim kardashian yeah. uh video leaked. like we yeah. have like many like artists now that they were like strippers like everything yeah. sex workers, and they are like doing amazing and yeah. nobody's like judging them for that like yeah and i think like people is not being that hard like and i recall this again because she's white like if it Someone, uh, people of color should have done this, they will be burning them, burning her or hey. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Like, they, she used to have the white privilege. Like, they're like, oh, that poor girl. Like, she didn't yeah. mean to, like, no, fuck her. Like, she she knew what she was doing and she knew what, what she could have Uh, the consequences that this could may brought. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's getting a lot of backlash also for, you know, people. I know there are many people online who don't think that she was genuine for a few reasons, but one of the things is that she was charging twenty dollars for monthly subscriptions, so they call it gentrifying OnlyFans. Whereas I think like, I know you guys offer it for about ten dollars a month. Yeah. Aside from like your your tips and the things that you send us pay per view. So for me, it's 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 you know what, like I don't
3: care what you charge charge whatever. Like like at the end of the day, OnlyFans like we're we're monopolizing or not monopolizing. We're we're cashing out. On people's rock hard dicks and them not thinking of what to do. Like, I'm at the <laughs> end of the day, like, 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 that's the only reason, like, 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 yeah, I have fans and you know, like, that's not all the total case. But to be honest, a lot of guys, they're, they're edging their dicks. They're super horny. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, whatever. I'll spend 10 bucks. Like, fuck this shit. Like, I got this. So at the end of the day, that's, that's where it's at. So you can charge any price you want. And I'm okay with that. It's, it's for me, it's not justification. Charge what you want. That's great. It's just,
1: Yeah, you just need to fall through with it. Yeah, totally. Like as long as as, as what, what you promise, like that you or what you are uh, are advertising, like for a subscription to your profile, it's fine. You can charge whatever you want, as long as like true, like you're not like taking advantage of people, because that's what she. What she did, like, she's like, the, oh, the innocent Disney girl, and everybody wants to see her naked. I get it. I totally get that. So she took advantage of that, and she's like, so fuck, the, fuck you. I'm not sending you any naked pictures, so I'm just taking your money.
0: Yeah, the thing for her is she did an interview with Paper Magazine when she first joined the site. And, I mean, she said even on Twitter that she wasn't going to send new pictures. So the alleged, I mean, there's a screenshot on Twitter of, of the... Uh, Uh, sent out and she's saying naked naked yes naked like really naked and and yeah yeah, I saw that that. obviously this has affected your your potential to make money what kind of revenue did you see beforehand like what was it the highest tips that you ever received or like highest you charged for a pay-per-view message or anything like that
1: so
3: personally it it hasn't affected me per se as much just because um like I said I cash out on most of just the subscriptions for me um and some tips but like the tips i usually get are like five to ten dollars which is great um and personally for like 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 for all your listeners do you want to ask for a venmo like like super easy venmo please like like because like i said only fans they actually take out of your tips also um yeah yeah so, so i don't know if um any um any of you guys that don't do only fans um know that or like all the all the
1: fans actually they actually take 20 percent out of everything period yeah, Good I always I, when when one of my subscribers like was like, "Oh, well, what will I send you the tip?" When I always like, if "You, I'm submitted. Ask me first, so I can give you my PayPal or something." Because uh, yeah. the page like take it for a percentage for my for my tips, so I don't like to receive tips on my fans page. But when they want to buy like a pay per view or a um, custom video, like I guess like from twenty, seventeen, two hundred dollars maybe for a custom video. So. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm full, I'm, full, I'm fully naked on my 200 videos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I guess right now, like I said, how
3: how new it is. I haven't really seen the full effects yet. Um, Subscription rise. Um, they're they're kind of the same so far from from what I've seen um, from last month. Like I said, it's I still got to see what this month is. But I usually pull out my um, let's say um, I usually withdraw from that account every two weeks, anyways. Um, so even if it's a month it's like i don't mind waiting um i actually prefer waiting longer and then getting all that money in one big chunk so i can like put in savings and like do all that but yeah. like, if i like pull in like wait like, if i do it like on smaller amounts i'll just spend the money like no problem like oh look <laughs> a plant sure i'll buy it how much is plant? 300 bucks
2: ah, i got it
1: <laughs> so um totally. so right now
3: it hasn't um but so right now it hasn't affected me um but when it comes to Bella thing, is it's just it's just not right. Um, so and then like I said, I don't know the other views of the um, straight, um, I guess the straight side of all this. Because to be honest, I think that all those girls awake make way more money than I do, and good for them. They're beautiful.
0: Do you guys have any crazy stories from like shooting for your OnlyFans or just like with interacting with your with your fans or anything like that, with your subscribers? Huh. Mm, crazy
1: stories. Um...
0: Uh, not really
1: well like the funniest thing that has happened to me is like uh filming like a 40 minute scene like really hot and everything just to realize that the phone wasn't recording <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh that just i wanted wow. to be like last that just happened to me last weekend, actually. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was like, like I was like, go for it. Like, and I was like doing some POV with my phone. So like, <laughs> we finished and everything. And I was like, oh, that was so hot. Like, can you airdrop drop me the video? And he was like, fuck, it wasn't recording. I was like, shut up.
0: <laughs> What'd you do? Did you have to do it again? Like, how does that?
1: Yeah, so we scheduled like another session the next day. Okay, <laughs> but it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the same, because we like, it was that really good video actually. I was really like uh, I was sad that I didn't get that on, on camera. <laughs> oh,
3: oh man. Um, I'm trying to think of like anything weird. Um, I I've had, I've had really sweet things said to me. Um, like like actual genuinely sweet. There are um, they're guys like obviously I'm Asian and they're not a lot of Asian porn stars or like let's say in the gay world. So I, I get really cute messages like, oh like thanks for being thanks for being a role model out there. Like, like, I'm, it's really Aww. sweet. I was like, oh, like, you yeah, other are so, oh. Um, so, so it's just, it's really sweet just to see, like, these guys' messages and seeing how, how, like, me doing porn can actually make their life and day a little better just because they can see themselves in my position and see that they, like, like I said, like, especially being Asian, like, with all the stigmas, oh, small dicks, oh, like, like, oh, like, I don't date Asian guys, oh, we're short, we're this and that, so just having this, um, being this kind of, like, role model um, and being this role model for, for these guys that um, have never seen themselves as sexy because they're just Asian is really interesting, and I'm super glad I can be that way. And then same thing with you, um, Nicholas. Same thing. Um, they're, they're probably about all these Latino guys. are like, oh, like, because, like, Yeah, and like,
1: a lot of that I was like, like, I'm not a big, big muscle person. like yeah. All of the guys are so there. Like, I'm not a big big build muscle I'm just like a small twink tattoo twink and a lot of people are like oh my god I'm like it's like really like encouraging to see like the big guys you fuck and it's like hard to see like a small guy like average guy like you like to get to do all of that like and be like around and I'm like oh thanks
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like people would have probably expect you to just like just exclusively bottom and then when I was, like, going on Twitter, when I found you guys and stuff, and I'm, like, going through your stuff, I'm, like, oh, okay, shit. Well, he'd he be out here topping these guys, yeah. too. Okay, bet. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people
1: um, are, like, oh, because I'm, I'm smaller. They're, like, oh, you're a bottom. Like, not at all. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. Like- Wait.
3: Wait, how tall are you?
1: I'm, like, uh, five, six.
3: Okay. Oh, my God.
1: I'm Yeah, so- okay, so...
3: So so the thing is I thought I was five six the longest time ever. Because so like, oh yeah, like high school, five six. Um, you're five six, Luke. Okay. And then like I'm like I'm like starting to realize I'm not five six anymore. I'm like five eight. And I'm like I am like, <laughs> oh, like I'm not Okay. Sure. Oh like like I'm not short, sure. like like my, my whole life was a lie. Was I'm really like,
0: geez. oh man. One more for you guys. So when you guys shoot in a collaboration. Do you guys do everything in one take? Like, what if you link up with somebody and then let's say they finish quick and you're like, dang, we didn't get enough content. Like, do you wait and then do it again? Like, how does all that work? Mm, Um, Well, personally,
1: I haven't experienced that something like ended up quick, but I usually have more than one phone recording. I have one set up like, and I like a full frame and I have my phone in my hand so I can say like several like um, clips while I'm, doing what i'm doing and <laughs> have the, poll, the phone recording the whole session so if it is like a short session i can cut that and then add the other like the point of view the pov so i make a, like a longer video when i, I don't have like a, a long enough video so that helps like too
3: i have no standards maybe
1: um i'm more of
3: like oh yeah we'll just see how this goes you know we have one phone. oh we'll just we'll just use my hands this is fine and it, even if the guy comes, the thing is like, 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 like it, it's the chemistry on the um on, on camera kind of deal. Whether it's short, whether it's long. Um, personally, I like fast cameras. I think it's super hot. That's um, just me. I was like, oh, I mean, you come really fast.
2: Oh yeah.
3: Um, I, I think that's just super hot. Like I said, it's it's um personally what I like to do. Um, I like amateur work. So like, if they look too professional on my hand. Then it's like, oh whatever, I actually just done a studio. Um so so like like I said, like 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 shoddy work is hot. Like that's what I have to say. It's like, oh yeah, like like like, like I don't want perfect lighting, you know, like get a little dark, you're like, I want to barely see it. So like it's just hot knowing that it's like there. It's 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 a whole aspect of amateur work. That's that's why only makes make such, um, so much money. Because I think people are tired of seeing studio work. Like and not to say studio work is great work. It's, there's quality. Like I look amazing in studio work. I've it, like I said, I just started so like I've seen people on studio work and there's it's, it's 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 a lot of work. And then it's just watching amateur stuff. I think it's hotter. I only watch amateur stuff, like amateur glory holes. Oh, oh,
2: that's,
0: that's like that. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like there's a um... day. Okay. There's been a uh, like a real decentralization of, of, of the industry, like taking the power and the control from the studios, putting it in the hands of the, the entertainers and the creators. And it's, I mean, it's great that you guys are probably getting paid more this way, right? Than uh, than through studio yeah. work. And then you have more creative control over yeah. uh, what you do and what you put out.
3: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's studio, um, I'm, I'm telling you, studio work takes about like four to eight hours. And there's all these photos. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like, like the videos that I make, like, they can be ten minutes, like of me working, actually doing something. Cleaning out takes a long time. I'm tell you that. Like, yes. cleaning a little bubble out, <laughs> man. Okay, that's just work on its own. I'm sorry. Like, like, ugh. like tops, <laughs> It's 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 tops and bottoms. They have their ups and downs. But like, as 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 a bottom, I'm gonna say that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of dying. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's,
2: it's um. It's
3: it's not easy. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. But I love oral stuff also. And you know what? I can stick anything about any any time of the day. Boom, dumb. Um,
1: and it takes a lot to like be ready, like when you're gonna when you yeah. when when I when I know I am gonna bottom bottom, like I have to prefer like a lot. <laughs> like it takes a lot like, yeah. to get that like squeaky yeah. clean. Yeah. So have like no accidents uh, happening during yeah. filming. So, yeah. so it, it is hard.
3: Are. Yeah. These dicks are big. Like, holy shit.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh. Oh, like, like, like
3: you know, I do love my big dicks, but you know, a nice average dick is so nice sometimes. It's just like, <laughs> oh, great, just, just, just feels nice. Just, just keep on going. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And it's a mood thing. So like, I'm like, yeah, I really want big fat I'm gonna get rammed by like a fucking rhino today. Yeah. Like other days, <laughs> ah, not a rhino. I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. And like and then, other days, I'm gonna be like, ah, be gentle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and other days, I'm kind of like just put a pink in. It'll be
1: fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thing. think like, I really like, when the camera's not like, I have to say, I transform into a whole different person. Like, when the camera's recorded, I'm like, character.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, it's- I don't care, I don't care if it just keep fucking going. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. <laughs>
3: see, 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 it's, 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 it's- I can't put in a character though. I'm I I I'm one of those people where I'm like, okay, like like this is either work or it's not, okay? Like like you can tell my face when I'm not happy. So it's like 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 let's say most I, I personally never try to force myself into doing um doing any of my videos. It's it's me voluntarily like, yeah, I wanna do this. You know, like I wanna have sex. I never force myself once in a while, there are moments where, like, Lewis, like, 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 just invite him over. You know, you're gonna have a good time. You're just being a little bitch right now, Lewis. I'm like, you know, You're gonna have fun, <laughs> so like, like, I promise.
0: your friends to go out sometimes. You're like, yeah. oh, you know you want to go out. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know you want to go, go you, like, yeah. you went out. And you're like, oh, that was a great time. I'm, you know, I'm glad yeah. I went.
3: Yeah. So, 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 so I, I have to do that sometimes for myself. Um, And, and um, Nicholas, you, you've experienced that, right? Where you're like, oh, like, I'm kind of on the mood. And the guy comes like, oh shit, like, oh yeah, uh huh. Yeah. It's like, like, trying of like, like way a bounce, like, wow, wow, like that kind of music. Oh, kind yeah. Of like, this happening.
1: Yeah, it happens to be like when I like set up to film with someone that has like a really big dick. Like, I like to bottom, but it is hard to bottom when a big dick. It's most, it's most hard of it was when you're filming because you know, you can put like the on the ah, it hurts. Yeah. No. So, but something like like I never had like a bad experience or anything. So um, most of the times when I'm like, I'm nervous or afraid, like, oh my God, this yeah. guy's gonna fucking rip me apart. I ended up having a good time. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. That was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just to close you guys. So what, what, are you, what do you want to tell the listeners today about you, your line of work or anything like that? Like what's your final message that you would give to the listener?
1: Well, uh, first of all, uh, support your local uh, sex workers. Don't get scammed by any Disney bitch uh consume local likes for like real sex workers because sex workers put a lot of effort on their work and on everything they put on their their page and subscribe to my profile too <laughs> <laughs> um <sighs>
2: well
1: what
3: am i saying i don't know i should already speak on this oh, man i'm not prepared um i would say um to be honest we're all like you guys we um we're normal people to be honest with you we're normal people we we do we like we're just really good at this or we're just very okay with being naked in camera or just having sex um we're we're really nice people like like, like yes
2: <laughs>
3: everyone that i've met that has done porn they're the nicest people ever i'm gonna tell you that and yeah we get catty sometimes i get it I mean, <laughs> yes but it's 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 support who you like um don't don't judge someone for doing this um, if your friends do it if you're thinking about it um, that's that's up to you no pressure but um but we're normal people like you guys we we have struggles there's there's a lot of stuff that um we have to deal with and sometimes like you know like sex sex work is just something that i'm um, like me like i said i go to school it gives me an opportunity not to um to take whatever classes we want not worry about oh like do i need to work night shifts or not Like it gives me that opportunity, which I am super happy about, and I thank all my fans for. And I I will never take that for granted. Um, But that's one of the things. It's it's we're normal people. Like it's yeah, it's the way it is. Um, I just happen to have a cute face. Thank you, mom and dad. Um, (laughs) And and I just enjoy sucking dick. I don't know why. (laughs)
1: And remember, guys. Sex work, s work, and Black Lives Matter,
0: so. Yeah. Period! Now listen, this interview was recorded on September 4th. I just want to note that despite having tweeted on August 29th that she was meeting with OnlyFans about the quote-unquote fucked-up restrictions and despite asking for creators to respond with their links so that she could promote their pages, Thorne has not updated the public on her alleged meeting nor has she promoted any OnlyFans pages on Twitter, including her own, since. You lying ass bitch. So there you have it, folks. That's our show. I want to give a special thanks to Nico Kraken and Luke Trong for joining me to discuss scammers, sex work, and how they busted open for some bans on their OnlyFans. You can find their info in the episode description. I'd also like to thank every single one of you who listened and have since ejected that fallen lady's phallus from out of your esophagus. <laughs> Listen. Ruth Bader Ginsburg truly was an accomplished woman, but one thing we don't do on the show is caper fucking weird ass white supremacist white bitches. <laughs> okay? Your decision to cease guzzling her, Glizzy, is an important first step in decolonization. So if you've removed her from your roster, I congratulate you. But what we not gonna do is cheer for you like fucking Spongebob, bitch.